Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the King Kong Minute Podcast, the show where we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the 2005 film King Kong, one minute at a time. My name is Terry. And my name is Steven. And today, we're going to be talking about minute number 61. This minute starts with a very furious-looking Skull Island warrior and ends with Anne in captivity looking rather desperate uh, for a very good reason. And stuff is, like, finally hitting the fan after an hour of film. Yes, this this is a copious amount of gorilla dung that is hitting the fan here. <laughs> um, oh, man. Man, those clubs look wicked. I, I was having trouble. Does it, it kind of looks like it's got, like, vertebrae, like a spine. That's not... The the club. Not quite? Yeah, I mean, that's not out of the question here, oh, honestly. Okay. okay. That I thought you had is, a better look. <laughs> I mean... I'm looking at it. I don't like it, but I'm looking at it. Um, <laughs> and that very well could be vertebra. Um, it could be shark teeth. Okay. As well. Gotcha. Um, actually, I don't. I don't know if sharks would actually get that close to land. Um, but I mean, it's like, hey, look, God knows there's plenty of other terrifying, <laughs> fanged and toothed creatures on Skull Island that they could easily make a nasty club out of. There are. Um, there is a part in the book that even talks about some that uh, like prowl around prowl around the shore looking for mm-hmm. like washed up stuff and i'll have to it's, i'll have to look up the details on that one but yeah it's probably like if i had to guess that's probably what the skull islanders deal with most regularly considering everything else seems to stay behind the wall mm-hmm. yeah more the only that. reason the only reason that they're still alive right exactly probably dealing with the the cliff dwellers and um more shore based creatures not the bigger stuff on the inside mm-hmm um, we do see, um, so this, this crew member that came aboard or that came with Carl, probably again on the empty promise of a check, um, one of Englehorn's crew is crew member 13, apparently. Oh, uh, that's, n- <laughs> I wonder if that was intentional. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think it probably was, uh, Matthew Chamberlain was the actor's name. I have a, I have a suspicion that it does play into the fact of, uh, Marion C. Cooper's superstition. Um, mm. which you can hear more about that on our, our Patreon review of the 1933 yes. film. Um, but this is also the, the same um, sailor who lumpy shaved with the uh, porridge stuff Lovely. as the lubricant. <laughs> so, well, he didn't live long enough to regret it. <laughs> if you let lumpy shave you, it's, you know, it's That's not like that. you care about your life anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've, you've clearly made some choices, and you know, <laughs> there's just things you don't care about anymore. Uh, it's not like he should be surprised that his path mm-hmm. led him here at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have um, any actor details on the warrior that we see at the beginning of this minute? I tried, but I could not really... Everything is just, you know, Skull Island native. Native Skull Island, you know. I, yeah, I couldn't yeah. really find one. I tried. <laughs> mm-hmm. He does a great job. He's got that expression, like yeah, he's terrifying. Yeah, he's got like death in his eyes. Yeah, and okay, just because this is what we do here, mm-hmm. let's try to piece apart what separates the way that they kill Mike, which is a spear to the back, mm-hmm. completely unawares. Why that, and instead this venture crew member gets a ritualistic mm-hmm. execution by clubbing on a rock. The same rock that they're that they're about to drag denim to. Mm-hmm. 
I, so, um, like, what's the difference here? I don't know. Maybe Mike looked at him funny. <laughs> you know, Mike never even saw them. <laughs> I know. Um, my, I don't know. I really don't know. Was it just they needed to do something to startle everyone so that that way they could get them by surprise uh-huh. and properly sacrifice them the way they ceremoniously attend attempt to do? Mm. That would be my only guess is maybe they just needed to shock everyone. So they had the element of surprise and then go from there. But I, uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they picked out Mike as like a, the weakling of the pack and Possibly. started there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, okay. So, yeah, all right. That's, there's something there. Maybe, maybe that, um, they would weed out the weakest, but then this ritualistic, uh, execution is more impressive if you do it to the bigger ones. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or it could be the opposite. Maybe they thought Mike looked like the tough warrior and needed to get him out of the way with surprise so they could, you know, take out the others. What are your other options, Baxter? I'll be perfectly honest. I like Mike as much as the next guy, but uh, (laughs) I I don't think he was nearly as impressive as unnamed venture crew member number 13 as far as, (laughs) like, physical appearance. It's probably true. It's, it's It's the sweater vest. Yeah, no, I mean, okay, well, no, let's look at the two that they, one that they successfully, one that they attempted to um, sacrifice or to execute on the rock. One was Venture Crew Member Number 13, and the other was Denim, Mm -hmm. both who are the physically largest in this group. Thick, thick boys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So (laughs) I really think there might be something to it that, like, it's more impressive if they save the big ones for this kind of slow, purposeful. Yeah. I mean, that's quite possible. Shows off their prowess more. I mean, this is entirely hypothetical. We are given no insight (laughs) into the Skull Islander culture. Sure. This is all us just hypothesizing. Yeah. Um, Definitely, they couldn't take out Anne because she needs to be the one to appease their god. Right. So, I mean, their other options are Driscoll, Baxter, and Mike, Mm -hmm. I guess. So, yeah. Maybe they just had a clear Uh, shot at Mike first. I don't know. mm -hmm. Um, I... It's disgusting, and it's very visceral and horrific, but I love the blood mixing with the rainwater, splashing around in the feet. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a psycho-esque. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, we get some great... <laughs> it's like, don't pause a Disney movie. Well, don't pause any movie, really. Um, yeah. If you're just, like, clipping through here, you get some great still expressions from the actors as they're struggling. <laughs> it's true. Um, I love Jack Black's eyes are, they're just wide the entire time here. Like he's, he's prepared. And something else I noticed, we were talking about the frames dropping when people were feeling overwhelmed. Um, Mm. they almost never drop when Jack Black is on screen, Mm. but only when Anne, Jack, you know, everyone else. But when Carl Denham is on screen, it's almost always clear. Mm. And, um, I'm wondering if his, his nature of adapting keeps him a little mm. more on his toes about it i don't know possibly just a thought now it does we do get a few frames drop with him uh i believe tomorrow but it's not uh it mostly it's Anne that we get the frames mm. dropping or yeah. jack yeah um uh, moving on from that um do you i i'm kind of embarrassed i forgot the name of the actress who plays the shaw woman here uh vicky houghton i believe vicky houghton Houghton, Man. H-O-U-G-H-T-O-N, mm-hmm. Houghton, I yeah. guess. Yep, I think that's right. Okay. Um, man, in this minute, she's really shining here. She is driving it home. I wrote, boo, boo, muck, slime, <laughs> filth, rubbish. 
<laughs> uh, it's the same vibe. It is. It's, it's just as off. It's just as unsettling. Yes. For for listeners who might not know, if you're listening to a Movies by Minute podcast and have not watched The Princess Bride, I don't know what you're doing wrong in your life. Yeah, really. No. Like, I, I'm shocked at this point if you haven't seen Princess Bride. Yeah. Not gatekeeping. Please watch it. It's the best movie ever. Please. Please. Yes. As <laughs> always, a favor. whenever we experience when someone hasn't someone, when, like whenever someone hasn't seen a classic movie, it's always, that's awesome. You should really watch it sometime. You love it. Yes. Yes, for sure. And this this is a direct parallel to that. The nightmare Indeed. sequence. You're really that used to give me nightmares as a kid. Really? Like, <laughs> uh, just that, that slow zoom in right in our face. <laughs> no thanks. That was flying monkeys from Wizard of Oz levels of scary for me. Mm. Right up Fly there Mon- with... Uh, flying monkeys never bothered me. Oh, they did me. Worse than the witch. Almost as bad as Abominable <clears throat> Snowman from Rudolph. That was the worst of all. Yeah, that one. That one was bad. But All yes, right. So watch Princess Bride. <laughs> back to this. Yeah. I don't believe we have ever have any direct translation of the Skull Islander language. No. Uh, apparently know- there's hints of Malaysian, but mm. I I wasn't able to, you know, find mm-hmm. a direct thing. Man, I would just love to know what Tore even yeah, means. Yeah, Tore Kong. Um let's hypothesize. What do you think? Uh mm. sacrifice for <laughs> possibly um, possibly talking about, like, the coming of, or the near arrival of Kong. There you go. Like, he is coming, basically. Praise Kong. Mm, it's possible. Fear him. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't imagine that there are many positive adjectives or verbs in the Skullline language, but I bet you there are plenty of negative ones. Yeah. Probably. Um, I think it's kind of significant, this is jumping ahead a little bit, while we're talking about Vicky Houghton. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's just like for a little while where all we're seeing is cuts between Anne, um, the Shaw woman and little Jacinta mm-hmm. as the young girl, mm-hmm. um, kind of feeling like they're all, it's like focusing on this very same classification of existence okay. on Skull Island. Um, either you as, uh, I mean, and again, this could be considered overreaching, but this is possibly emphasizing that it's like on Skull Island, you're either, um, the Shaw woman or you're a sacrifice basically could be i wonder uh like what kind of trials you have to go through to to work your Mm -hmm. way up to shaw woman to not be dead early yeah (laughs) to not be uh logan's run at about 30 yeah really (laughs) if that man i feel like that's a long life that's true you know and the really scat the really sad thing is i don't even want to think about how old the shaw woman actually is like forget how what she looks like I don't even want to know what the life expectancy of an average Skull Islander is. Yeah, I feel like it's probably, like, not much based on um, external forces, but I feel Mm -hmm. like left alone to their own devices without animals and exposure Mm -hmm. and things like that, I feel like she's lived way longer than, you know, your average American has. Yeah, and if I had to make another um, hypothesis about Skull Island culture... I would say that there is intense respect attached to longevity. Like, if you mm-hmm. actually manage to live, that is a mighty accomplishment and sure. worth respecting. Sure. I wonder... So, okay, the, the Shar woman is, is the priest. Priestess. Yeah. Priestess, I guess you could say. But she's the leader of the tribe. Uh-huh. What? I wonder if it's a, a, a bloodline thing. Mm. where maybe her daughter will be the next Charlotte. But I, I don't know how this... Because what what makes other 
uh, younger women be chosen to be the sacrifice, whereas one squeaks through to lives or to to live a long time. What was sure. the determining factor that made this Shar woman <clears throat> not be chosen as the sacrifice? That is a good question. Um, as an I, I don't have a direct answer to that, but as an aside note, I definitely get the distinct feeling that Skull Island culture is matriarchal in nature. Especially yes, if and the, the book woman. actually says that. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. they're does. confirmed then, um, because. The warriors here and the hunters kind of seem to have taken like a second place mm-hmm. in the system, just like from everything we see here. Yeah, um, she's the queen bee. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I don't know. There definitely has to be some kind of selection choice between women who you know will serve to you know reproduce mm-hmm. versus as opposed to women who will become sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I hate to say it, I think the selection process is whatever their um, internal uh, values of beauty are. Mm-hmm. And I think those who are considered most beautiful end up being sacrifices. Yeah, that could be. That could be. I don't With, know. Yeah, I don't know what else they would base it off of, but I feel like usually in these kind of s- ritualistic sacrifice scenarios, it tends <clears throat> to be based on beauty. Yeah, and it's like, you know, beauty is entirely subjective, eye of the beholder and all that, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I don't, we don't know enough about Skull Island culture to try and list what those attributes would be, but I think we can suffice it to say that their, the selection process come down, comes down to the candidates who have the most, of, like, that ticks off the most boxes, basically, for whatever their, uh, uh, their perspective would be of it. <clears throat> So you're saying the Shar woman was not a Skull Island 10 when she was younger? Is that your suggestion here? Yeah, yeah you know, more <laughs> or less. Uh, I almost feel bad about that. <laughs> and again, I don't know what the selection process of the Shaw woman is. Maybe it was hereditary. Maybe it was um, entirely, like, capability-based. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Shaw woman actually had some capability of, you know, mending injuries or, like, sustaining or helping to prevent or end illness. Like, yeah, I, I would really hope that in a society as mean in every sense of the word as this, that they Mm -hmm. would not go off pure, like hereditary basis that they would actually go off of capability. Right. Because that, that seems like it would be the case. mm -hmm. Cause like they have to make use of every, single minute resource possible and so if ever anyone is even slightly better at one particular job obviously they're gonna do that mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> i uh, i feel like that's fair mm-hmm. um i had a note here that there's a creepy scream that mm. Anne doesn't let out it's more of like a um i don't know i don't want to say another ritualistic thing but it kind of is like in the background mm. you hear someone kind of give a a scream one of the natives mm. you can assume i believe that exact same scream sound effect is used in the queue for uh kong skull or skull island reign mm. of kong at universal uh mm. when when things start ramping up and getting terrifying in the queue i think that screen plays mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting um to break away from the shaw woman for a sec um as we uh we have a moment here where jack honestly serves as the great metric of the average person's experience for something like this <laughs> get hit once and immediately pass out yep yep he gets he gets clobbered pretty good yeah i mean that that let's be honest that's what happened to any of us <laughs> it's true it's true i i what's funny is i would imagine in my head 
that uh, I would be more like Carl in this scenario, fighting and fighting. But no, just, you know, one hit in the back of the head, I'm out. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's to say, you know, Carl struggles endlessly, but it doesn't do him any good. Yeah. Um, yep. In this one moment, as we sort of... Okay, also... Um, Finishing up with Jack, as Jack is passing out, we, you know, slowly focus on a warrior's chest where it, there's, like, some kind of shrunken skull mm -hmm. um, strung around his neck. Is that meant to be, like, a shrunken human skull, or is that, like, a different, like, it another almost, animal? It almost, like, rodent-like to me. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Rabbit, maybe? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not mm -hmm. a... Not a skull... Yeah. Skull person. What's, uh, what's the word here? <laughs> It's not biologist, the, is it? The, the politically correct term is Skull Islander, Stephen. <laughs> These mocks are too precise for Skull Island people. <laughs> it's just... uh, oh, man. It's, I mean, I kind of wonder, you know, why do we get this zoom focus on the skull on his chest as Jack is passing out? Is it kind of like a tunnel vision thing? It's like this minute detail that he manages to pick up before passing yes, out? Yes, and because it shows up later. Mm. Oh yes. Yeah. Good point. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. That's that's what I think it is anyway. Mm -hmm. No, that's fair. I'm good with that. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, then Zumi, popping back over to the side shot of Vicky mm -hmm. Houghton as she's slowly creeping towards Anne. Yes. Um. I just want to say how terrifying the other women are in the nook. Beyond her. Um, their expressions, like one, you've got her like her eyes rolling back in like this grinning rapture of what's happening, and the other one is just, ugh. yeah, I don't know. It's like I don't know. I really give credit to the actors who did the Skull Islanders because, good lord, they were terrifying. <laughs> oh, yep, I just pulled it up and I see it now, and you are correct. They're all doing just an amazing job, and whoever did makeup and mm -hmm. you know the wigs and I mean, yeah. man, prosthetics. Mm -hmm. They all look genuinely terrifying. Mm -hmm. I will give like credit to like the concept basically behind the Skull Islanders because especially even down to their skin tone is unusual and it like almost like untraceable to any other ethnicity. It's it's like gray. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's like again I can definitely understand criticism being levied against this from making them look inhuman and bestial. Mm -hmm. You know, which again, you could like put towards racial stereotyping, but at the same time, this is an absolutely brutal like existence. This mm -hmm. is an inhuman existence. It's entirely possible and entirely fair, I think, to hypothesize that even the most realistic and reasonable culture would devolve into just absolute barbarism. I mean... To be perfectly honest, we see examples of this in reality. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, in fiction, I mean, let's look at Lord of the Flies, for crying out loud. Um, in uh, reality, let's look at the Donner Party, for example. Um, in cases where humanity, in desperate, severe circumstances, has been driven to be a pale reflection of itself, and a rather horrific one at that. Mm -hmm. uh, we see just Vicky Houghton continually slowly walking towards an increasingly looking like horrified looking Anne. Mm -hmm. um, in addition, we see Denim now being shoved onto the sacrifice stone, and oh, just that awful visceral thing of his face being shoved into that crew member's blood. I know. I mean, oh, it's so rough. Like, yeah, I can't even fathom what that must feel like. Uh huh. Um, I did. Uh, 
forget what I was going to say, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. How does Naomi Watts look that glamorous, even while being actively held as, like, with, with her life in danger? I do believe the word that CinemaSins used was, she looks dynamite mm. um, through all of this. Yep, that is, that's accurate. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Unrealistic, but she looks great. Yeah, she does. Does a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do, I do love that uh, Jack gets, I mean, we, we know Jack survives, spoilers mm-hmm. for later, but I do love um, that he doesn't stop fighting ever. He doesn't resign. He's like, no, I'm getting out of this. I'm get-. He's just so determined and mm-hmm. it's and the worst part is we know it's for dumb reasons, but like he's so determined. Mm-hmm. It's he's I still like his character. I hate mm-hmm. his character, but I like his character. He's well written. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And that does, I believe, wrap things up for us for this one. It's a very chaotic, very violent <laughs> minute. It is. But, you know, we still were able to pull some good material out of it i think yeah there was um you know more posh postulizing postulizing mm-hmm. postulation That's postulation thank you about uh skull island uh culture which we mm-hmm. still you know it's not like we're actually given info we're just kind of hypo- hypothesizing postulizing postulizing mm-hmm. that yeah guessing theorizing <laughs> jeez we're guessing um yeah, but anyway, it's uh, very, it's, I really like it. I love it. Yeah. Okay, that's all there is to it. I love it. <laughs> yep. I wouldn't be doing a minute-by-minute podcast if I didn't love everything about it. Yeah, if we have to, oh, that'd be a <laughs> miserable job otherwise. Yeah. Almost like doing a minute-by-minute on the 76 version. Oof. Well, speaking of minute-by-minute podcasts, uh, that's what we'll plug this week, or today. Yeah. today. Uh, check out moviesbyminutes.com. Uh, there are over 200 podcasts where people will take a movie and break it down minute by minute just like this. Or sometimes they have fun, uh, fun different ways to break it up. For example, um, what's what's the room number in The Shining? 236? 236. Don't, oh. don't come at me, Stephen yeah, right. King fans. I'm it's, looking it up. <laughs> it's something like that. It's like 236. So it's like The Shining, 2 minutes and 36 seconds. 237. Two thirty-seven, two minutes and thirty-seven seconds at a time. So you might find one like that, but for the most part, it's minute by minute, um, and you will most likely find your favorite movie on there, unless it's really niche. In which case, you, you should are do obligated. It. You are obligated. Yep. If you find your favorite movie isn't on there, uh, you should totally just get a friend, start it up. Doesn't matter. Um, one of us. One of us. Or do it by yourself. I don't think you have to have a guest to hmm. do this or a co-host to do this. So do whatever you want. Um, hmm. But yeah, check them out. There are tons of movies, tons of content. Podcasts are mostly free, so have fun with it. And yeah, join the rest of us insane folk who don't do anything with our waking moments except listen to podcasts at any given time. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. But other than that, yeah. Well, folks, you will hear us when you hear us on the next episode of The King, the King Kong, Kong Minute. Minute. Bye, everyone.